Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the newsroom of South Coast Today, this is ST Speaks. A podcast diving deeper into the news of the day and covering hot-button issues that matter to you. You're listening to ST Speaks. Welcome to the first ever edition of the South Coast Varsity Podcast. I have Standard Time Sports Editor Lori Lose here. Thanks for being with us, Lori. Oh, no problem. And I'm uh, Sports Digital Editor Brennan Curie. And uh, we obviously were doing the South Coast End Zone podcast in the fall, looking at the football teams each week. And uh, so now here we are into the winter season. And uh, we're going to take a look kind of across the winter sports landscape here around the South Coast. So. Basically, the first thing that jumps off the page to me is how successful so many of our winter teams have been. Yeah, it's amazing. We, uh, so I was adding it up before we started recording here, and uh, out of our 28 boys and girls basketball and hockey programs, only five of them have a losing record right wow, now. Wow, So that's, 23 that's out remarkable. of 28 are 500 or better right now. Yeah. So that's uh, a lot of wins coming around the South Coast here. So now that does that also include girls hockey too? That includes girls hockey. Wow. They are both five hundred or better. Nice. Uh, BMW ORR is seven three and one. Yep. Um, I think they were actually ranked eighteenth in the last uh, Mass High School hockey poll. And then uh, Bishop Stang is four four and one. Nice. Which uh, for them is de- is definitely a great and, season. And they actually face each other for the second time this season. Uh, the Saturday. Ah, fun. Yeah. It's always a good time. Uh, yeah, yes. at BMW ORR. So that'll be a nice rematch for them. Yeah, great. So let's start with. Uh, we'll go through kind of the boys basketball uh kind of where everyone is right now and uh, some of the games that we've been to and what some of our impressions have been so far so so we still have two undefeated boys basketball teams and Bishop's, one team that's already has their playoff berth yes bishop stang yep. 10 and 0 already in the playoffs still undefeated they've already beat catholic memorial they beat watertown which was last year's division three champion they beat millis a couple times uh obviously they had a great moment when damian perry got his thousandth point yep uh, against uh, Bishop Fian, I yeah. think it was, on the road. Yes, Bishop Fian on the road. Unfortunately, most of their first 10 games have been on the road. <laughs> yes, uh, eight of them were on the road. They yes. had their, their opener at home, then they played eight straight road games, and uh, now they've played uh, one out of five straight at home. Yeah. And I think the next one's uh, Friday against Coyle. Yes. Uh, so Coyle it, Cassidy. So it's impressive to say like, they're 10-0, and 0, but they're... 8-0 on the road. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> and they've played, been going to Boston. They've been yep. playing in some tough tournaments, the BABC Holiday Classic. So, I mean, they had a tough schedule, and they're 10-0. and 0. It's, uh, it's kind of interesting because it, it's a lot of the guys who were the really young guys on that championship team a couple of years ago. And, you know, they got some, some senior leadership from guys like Avery DeBrito, mm-hmm. but then they had Damian Perry and Justin Lopes and Malik Morris, who were freshmen and sophomores. And now those guys are juniors and seniors. So they kind of had that, I think, that middle year probably where there maybe wasn't the leadership that was needed. Yeah. Yeah, and now that uh, they, they also leaders. ran into a Norwell team and they just couldn't shoot that game, so that kind of hurt them last year too. But now it seems like those guys are maturing into leadership roles and they've just taken off. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And they've been getting it done on both sides, you know, not just on offense, but the defense has been really strong too. 
Yeah, they're they're a well-rounded team. Uh, they got two solid guards uh, in Lopes and Perry uh, who can kind of do everything. And then Malik Morris is a player who I actually really like to watch. Uh, I actually thought last year, uh, even though he maybe wasn't their leading scorer, that he was maybe the best player on the team. He's one of the few guys who doesn't you know need to have his three-point shot drop in in order to be really effective. Uh, I always thought he played well, uh, kind of from the elbows, and yep. uh, he rebounds very well for his size, which we saw way back on the tournament run. Yeah, uh, I think he even in the championship game he may have had like double-digit rebounds. Yeah, and I know a few times that Kobe has called in I mean he's really praised the play of uh, the guards and just you know saying like today the guards really led us today and you know and not just you know with the scoring and and pushing the tempo and that kind of thing but more the rebounding you know defensively and um, you know I know that they're, they're not they don't have a ton of size. Yeah, Sam yeah. Gold yeah. has so, some height. Yes. Not, uh, you yeah. know, he's a little, little skinny, but he's got a lot of height yeah. and he's had, had a few like five, six block games. So, but, uh, you know, the guard play definitely is what so much has carried them already, yeah. you know. And then the they have a few other years. guys who can kind of step in when needed. Uh, Dewan Chumak yep. has had a couple big well, games I think he had there. a big game uh, this, uh, uh, yeah, last so, game. you know, they have a few different guys who, if, if somebody's not hitting, you know, or somebody's not on their game that day, a different guy can step up. So they're they're probably dangerous at like a state level. Yes, for sure. They're, uh, they're definitely a team to keep on the radar for, for a tournament run here. Yeah, and we're hoping uh, Damien's injury is not anything serious. He tweaked his Yeah, a- tweaked ankle. his ankle. Yep. Uh, I talked to Kobe Santos after that game. He didn't seem to be too worried about it. I don't know if we'll see him on Friday, but it didn't seem like something that he would miss significant time yeah. with. So, uh, yeah, definitely a speedy recovery for him. So then our other undefeated team, Aponiquin. Yeah, that's uh, 8-0 right now. Uh, they, uh, you know, we thought it was going to be a big matchup, them and old Rochester. I think it was about a week ago yep. or maybe a week and a half ago. And uh, Aponiquin kind of won it fairly handily, double digits yep. uh, victory. And uh, they another great backcourt. A lot of great guard play around yeah. here with uh, Andy Johnson and... Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at a Poniquit, I mean, some of these kids like Andy Johnson, they've been on that team for what, what is this, the third year? Yep. You know, and I mean, they have that experience. They're, they're seasoned. You know, they've, I remember watching a Poniquit, was it a couple of years ago at, was New Bedford? At New Bedford. That was, yeah, the, that was the most packed game. I've ever seen New Bedford High's gym. Yeah, and I mean, it just, now they have that experience. You know, they've, all, they've had the talent. You know, but they have the experience of playing with each other and that experience of being the leader and being able to uh, to know when to, to to do certain plays, you know, when to, you know, push the tempo, when to slow down. When, you know, they, they just kind of have that, that veteran yeah, leadership. And they, they play very well as a team. They're really yeah. a unit, you know. Some teams come out and it's a lot of individual play, but Aponiquit really plays great team ball, and Jim Cabuccio kind of always has them yeah. playing that great style. And, uh, you know, they graduate a couple good players, and like Dylan Sheedy. And, but uh, they also have uh, the big man. Uh, I haven't seen him yet, but uh, Clay. I'm not sure if he's going right, but Munier. Munier. Yep, I think something like that. Uh, and he seems like he's really coming on yeah. uh, as a junior and uh, really kind of controlling the paint for him. So that's a whole other element added to that team. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, and we I, haven't mentioned Adam Seablom. He was the other half of that, yes, uh, that yeah. backcourt there that scored, uh, was it 66 the other night? So they're very dangerous. Uh, another team that, uh, you know, could probably make a good run here. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think <clears throat> as we talk about, you know, Poniquit, I mean, Old Rochester just got back one of their top players. Absolutely. They're yeah. the next team at nine and one. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, it, their only loss was to, to Aponiquit, right? Yep. That, yeah, only so. loss to Aponiquit, and uh, that was without Jason Gamash, yes. who uh, who had missed seven straight games before he came back uh, last night. 
and uh, scored 18 points, 15 in the first quarter. So he looked like he was ready to play. And uh, talking to Steve Carvalho after that one, he was uh, excited to have Gamash back. Uh, yeah. you know, definitely one of the best guards in the SEC. For and, sure. And uh, combining him with Bennett Fox really gives you a great one-two punch. And then they have a good amount of complimentary players around them. Um, uh, Jake Yeomans is a good kind of defensive guy. He's steady. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he's going to light up the scoreboard. Colin Fitzpatrick is yeah. a great mid-range shooter. Uh, and then, you know, they're just kind of up in Luke Burke. And uh, they have a, a big sophomore. Uh, I'm going to mess uh, Hartley Madison. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen them so, yet. So yeah, they're they're fun. They're they're long, uh they're athletic and they can shoot. Yeah. So that's a lot nice of things it takes to to win there. So uh yeah, I mean the I mean maybe the one thing that the Ben Fox is kind of the guy, but uh, the one thing they may be looking for is kind of that like go-to score. Like if the game yeah. slows down, Which who you Gamash can throw the be, ball to. You know. So Gamash might be that guy coming back. And Fox really impresses me with uh, how well he shares the ball, too. He's always kind of six to eight assists yeah. per game, too. And uh, he can kind of play anywhere like one through four. He can be the point guard. He can be the power forward. He's got some size. I remember talking to him after a uh, game his sophomore year. Uh, he hit a couple of big threes uh, against Dartmouth late in the game. And uh, at that point, I thought he was just kind of a – he was a shooter. You know, he was a spot-up shooter. But I've definitely been impressed with his all-around game. And then uh, we can't talk about successful teams around here without mentioning New Bedford. Yes, yes. Seven and two. Sure. And uh, as Brian Rudolph has mentioned a couple of times to us, pace. Yes, they like to uh, to push the pace for sure. I was at the game last night against uh, Dartmouth and – you know, it was close early on, and I think, you know, Dartmouth led for, you know, first minute or so, minute and a half, and all of a sudden it's 10-10, and then New Bedford goes on a 42-8 to run uh, in the last 12 minutes of the of the first half. And yeah, they can put up points quick. I mean, it was just, there was, at one point, I mean, Dartmouth couldn't even inbound the ball. You know, it was like they tried to inbound it, and a New Bedford kid would steal it right there, lay it up. They tried to inbound it again. New Bedford would steal it again, lay it up. I mean, I think it was four straight uh, steals and, you know, easy layups for, for New Bedford. And it just turned that – that game got a, ugly quick with that. Yeah, and, uh, and that, that was their third straight blowout win for yeah. the Whalers. So, you know, they've been, they've been playing all right early on. They were like 4-2. They've mm-hmm. been winning a lot of like – 55 to 50, 60 to 55 type games. Um, yeah. A lot of the scores we remember from the Bonzi Colson yes. era, you know, where it was kind of slow the game down, run a lot of half court sets, you know, play solid defense. Uh, and then they kind of just unleashed the beast and started running and pressing full court. And they've been scoring, what, 78, 88. And then I forget what they had, 80. Uh, it was 86. 86 last night. Yeah. So at least 78 points in the last three games. Uh, they also inserted Lamar Antone. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. You said they've won three straight. That was his third straight start last mm-hmm. night. And, I mean, that, there's a direct relation, you know, relation to that. Like, I mean, he was just, especially in that press, I mean, he was getting into the passing lanes. You know, he was the one that had, I think he had six deals, and most of them came during that stretch when they went on that big run. And, I mean, he's just, you know, has a ton of energy, as yes. uh, Coach Rudolph <laughs> said, and, and it's contagious. You know, he's diving for the ball. He's going after the ball. Everybody else starts doing that, and it just kind of, you know, feeds into itself and I mean they're all over the place uh I mean he really impressed me last night and and when I talked to him after the game he just said we're finally all coming together we had all these different pieces kind of coming from different backgrounds yeah they had a team that was kind of almost uh you know like an all-star team put together from two kids from Vogue um Elias Perez who moved back up from Florida yeah um uh Trey Cross who uh, came back over from Bishop Stang yep you know so it was a lot of guys coming in from different places and having the little Celtics yeah kind of thing and you know new coaching staff and that kind of thing and he said finally the pieces are all starting to fit together and we're all starting to do our job and know what our role is and and he said you know it's at the right time you know I mean they they have a 
big game coming up on Friday night at Durfee, and uh, you know Gotta they've get a already three win here. Yeah, I mean they've already lost to Brockton, so you know they have to win this. You know they have to win this game. Um, we must win at Durfee because uh, you know you, you don't want to fall zero and two. You know in the big I mean, that three would pretty much yeah, eliminate yeah, them in the big yeah, three. Yeah. So, so. Um, but uh, yeah, and another uh, you know kid who impressed me really last night for uh, for New Bedford um, was their big man uh, Colby McCoy. I mean this kid. You know, it just seemed like he, you know, was always where they needed him to be, especially like with offensive rebounds. You know, if somebody missed a shot, he was there to get the offensive rebound, either kick it out to somebody else or to go right back up. Um, And he had, you know, he had a few blocks as well. And he just had an all around solid game, um, you know, in the post. And it was they need that because they don't have a lot of size. He's definitely, you know, him and kind of Kenny Franklin are the two guys with some size. So they're going to really need him when they go up against. I saw him against Charlestown, which had three guys who were six, four taller, including a a Franklin Uday who was six, six and like a legit six six strong powerful fast you know probably a division one player and uh you know mccoy he held his own physically he did get a little wrapped up emotionally in the game mm-hmm. so i think that's something he and uh, talking to the coaches a little bit he, he has to rein in a little bit is that emotional side yes. and uh, make sure he's always playing under control and you know not giving up those frustration fouls yeah because uh, he's definitely a key for them and uh, earlier in the season i noticed uh, really well I think he did really well was when they would pass it down to him in the post and, you know, try to get him a post possession. If he got doubled, he was very good at passing back out. Mm-hmm. You know, some kids kind of panic a little bit when they get doubled, but he was kind of calm and collected. He'd pass it back out. He's surrounded by shooters. So he gets doubled, kick it back out to the open guy. And yeah, and they can, and they can hit the three. You know, they yeah, Elias Perez. I mean, yeah. Elias Diaz. Has Diaz yep. Elijah Diaz. Yes. <laughs> Elias Perez and Elijah Diaz both can shoot, but yeah. particularly Diaz uh, has one of the prettiest strokes in the area. Yeah. So I and and Dartmouth last night. I mean, you know, they were without uh, Tejan Estrella, and I mean, it it hurt. You know, I don't think it was a fifty point you know yeah. difference, but uh, you know, just not having somebody there that that's used to being able to move the ball up um, that definitely hurt them. We're not sure how long he's going to be out. I think he's supposed to be having an MRI um, done on his knee. I think it's his knee because um, that's what was kind of in a in a brace thing. Um, but uh, you know, Dartmouth had you know went into that game five and two. Um, you yeah, know, and, and had won, been playing four pretty good. in a row or something. Yeah, I think it was. yeah. You know, so, uh, so young team though. Yeah, 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 a really, really young team. So I mean, they're they're going to get better, and uh, they play Barnstable next. Um, so so they'll you know that's actually their first uh, league game because they had pl- they were supposed to play Bridgewater Random last week, and they had the it was yeah a, I think they got a little bit into the first snow, quarter there. Yeah, and there was uh, uh, some some water leakage. Leaky yeah, yeah, leaky roof. So uh, they weren't able to to really um, complete that game. So they have Barnstable next. So that's big for them to be able to turn it around and. Uh, like Jeff Karen said, you know, we'd like, you know, we're looking forward to seeing New Bedford again. So, uh, you know, I know it's a big rivalry between the two teams and both sides seem like they were, uh, you know, <laughs> not say looking forward to the game, but all the New Bedford kids were really excited to, to beat Dartmouth. Yeah, and I know well, just a couple of years ago, those were very close games. Yeah. They were really about evenly matched. So um, definitely kind of a New Bedford program that's, you know, hitting its stride right now yes. and a Dartmouth program that's kind of building up. Because they got a lot of sophomores. Oh, definitely. Trips, They're a really very young. good player. Yeah. Um, but he's only a sophomore, and we're watching him as a freshman. Yeah. Uh, the Max Fair, I think, is a sophomore, too. He's pretty good. So, yeah, and Eric know, Vieira, yeah, who's... Uh, and uh, David... Uh, a Bolarinwa, I may be saying that right. Yes, yes. So uh, yeah. I think he's uh, is he also a sophomore? Yeah, so he's a, a sophomore as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Eric Vieira, you meant, yeah. So uh, yeah, so that uh, you know definitely yeah, yeah. So they're five and three, Dartmouth, uh, and then our other uh, basketball boys basketball team with a winning record, Old Colony, is yes. at six and three. Uh, of course, Jake Jason just keeps scoring points. Yeah, Nobody a lot of them. <laughs> and now he's hitting from deep too. It's kind of added a three point shot to his game this year. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're, you know, kind of dangerous there in the Mayflower for sure. They're about to kind of really get into their Mayflower schedule here. Yeah. And I want to say the the losses that they have, you know, I, I, not to say the defense didn't come through in those games, but I, you know, I remember a few times talking to, to Matt Trayan and it sounded like in those games, it was like, all right, you know, we're putting up enough points, but mm-hmm. the defense didn't make the stops when they needed to, or, you know, panel, you know, some, um, some fouls down the stretch and just different things that kind of, um, you know that 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 went wrong in those games, and uh, but I mean, offensively, you know, nobody can really stop. J- no, Jason. no, he's not. I mean, and he's, he's getting a little bit of help from Jeff Bechtold and yep. um, uh, Zach Susi, and you know, so they they got a little bit of depth uh, behind Jason too. It's not just a one man show, but he seems to put up about twenty five every night. Um, so our other team uh, with a five hundred record on the boys' side is Wareham. Yes, they're four and four. Um, Dom Mello is is one of the most talented players in the area. Sophomore uh, guard for them, uh, and uh, when he's shooting well, when he's hitting his outside mm-hmm. shot, he's as dangerous as they come. Really? Yeah. yeah, I haven't I haven't seen them this year, so. Yeah, he's he's really good. Actually, the game I saw him, he wasn't shooting well, so he didn't play all that well. But I was uh, talking to one of our other correspondents, Sam Schilling, who uh, had covered uh, their game against Aponiquit, where they'd been trailing by I think it was fifteen going into the fourth quarter. They came back, made it a two point game. Uh-huh. Um, he scored over thirty, mellow. Uh, I think nineteen in the fourth quarter. Uh, and then you know, and then uh, they also have uh, Taylor Carlson, who's uh, who's a good player. He gets get, gets to the rim pretty well. Um, and then they got uh, Jamal Sims. So, you know, they got a few good complimentary players. Uh, I don't know if they're quite state championship uh, level, but, you know, they should make the tournament. Yep. And, uh, you know, they'll give every team in the SEC good competition. Yeah. And, I mean, the SEC, if you look at it, kind of how it is almost every year, I mean, you've got a lot of good teams. Absolutely. You know? I mean, yeah. I mean, the only team that's kind of really down this year is probably Bourne. Yeah. Because even Fairhaven is playing yeah. a lot better than they had been playing. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. They've been keeping their games close. They're yes. not always winning them, but uh, they got enough three-point shooting to keep games close. Yeah. Showing some improvement yeah, there so for Fair, sure. So those are our two. The two teams that are not 500 better on the boys' side, Fairhaven's at 2-5, and five, and then Votech's 1-8. and eight. But yeah. another team that's kept a lot of its games very competitive. They had uh, a three-point loss to old Rochester. Um, they got. A, they're also very young. Uh, their best players are a sophomore, Brennan Rosa, mm-hmm. and a freshman, Shane Poitras Jr. Yeah. So you know, there's uh, a lot future. of talent coming up here in the future. So, so the teams that maybe aren't winning a lot right now are the teams that probably in two years we'll be sitting here talking about. Yeah, that. You know, so <laughs> it's, it's all cyclical in high school sports. So, so let's uh, let's move over to the girls' side here. Uh, we have just as much. Uh, talent on the girls side oh, definitely and uh a lot on the girls side though i'd say it's a little interesting we have a lot of really young talent around the area yes and, you know, we not, just not that we this. don't have great good junior and senior classes but the freshman and sophomore classes of girls basketball in this oh, area my, are unbelievable it's outstanding right i mean it, it, somebody said oh you missed you know a t- uh, top matchup because we didn't cover the uh, dartmouth old rochester girls basketball team and they were saying you missed the two freshmen going head to head and yeoman yeah and i <clears throat> and we said well Almost every every team has yeah. a top freshman, so it's like all the games. You know, you could say, "All right, Old Rochester has you know Yeomans, but and then uh, they have Mary Butler, who's yep. a great sophomore. Yeah, but uh, you know the the matchup against Aponiquit, uh, Ducham. With, uh, yeah, Ducham. I she, mean, yeah, she was she was impressive. You know, she's legitimate. Um, yeah, you know, so there's uh, a lot. You go up to Old Colony. Savannah Hale's having a great season yep. as a freshman. Um, and then you look over at Westport. They got uh, an eighth grader, Layla Silver, is very good. Yes. And, yes. Um, they also um, they have another freshman who's been playing very well for for Westport. Um, oh, I'm not sure. I'm blanking on the name right now. I apologize, folks, but there is a good freshman over at Westport <laughs> who's had a couple of double doubles recently. Yeah, I mean, it, it. Brennan asked me this, you know, I guess maybe a week or two ago. Has there ever been a year where there's been all these freshmen and and I, you know, that are that good in girls basketball? And I said. 
No, you know, like we've had a year where there's, you know, one really good freshman or two really good freshmen, but to have almost, I want to say almost every single team has a solid freshman, has a solid freshman, um, that that's starting and contributing and, you know, Bishop Stang was on the other night, uh, Abby Fernandes is a freshman. She was playing well for double digits for him. You know, I mean, there's going to, it's going to say something about the youth basketball in the area for girls basketball and just, you know, that these kids aren't coming in, you know, with little, like they have experience. They're yes. coming in with, they're with coming tons in ready of, to play. Yeah. They're coming in ready to play. And I mean, really to, 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 to play as a freshman on varsity, whether it's boys basketball, girls basketball, or, you know, or whatever, any sport. I mean, you really have to be good. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's not like, you know, it's not like you can say, well, we'll give them a, sh- a shot, you know, unless, you know, a team is, is down on numbers. But I mean, these kids are, are, you know, putting up, Big numbers. They're playing good teams. Yeah, good teams. They're playing tons of defense. They have a lot of responsibility, you know, and it's a fast pace. You know, it's not, you know, slow, slow, slow. I mean, this is varsity action where they're, you know, facing presses and, you know, double teams and um, just, you know, having to to really play at that uh, varsity level. And and they're having a ton of success. And, um, you know, I mean, it's bright for the future. Absolutely. And right now, eight out of our ten girls basketball teams that we cover are five hundred or better. So it's not like they're taking their lumps in so, the win. So we're gonna have column. a busy uh, tournament, huh? Oh man, for <laughs> several years to come. So yes. so right now we have two one loss teams. Uh, Bishop Stang is six and one. Yep. They just suffered their first loss on Monday against Vogue Tech, yep. um, which I was a little surprised at. I you know I kind of went into that one. Vogue Tech seemed like it was uh, not you know not as strong as it had been the last couple of years, but they seem to be like they're starting to figure things out. Lindsay Ramos yep, is she's back. rounding into form there as uh, you know, the kind of their big post presence who can rebound, and and then uh, Jada Forden is kind of finding her shot. She was struggling yeah. a little bit shooting early in the year, um, but she's a sophomore who's excellent. So, yeah, junior, junior, sorry, junior, junior yep. who's uh, you know who's one of the top players in the area. So they're they're six. Uh, so Stang is six and one. And then Voke is sitting at five and three, but Old Colony is seven and one. Yes, yeah. And they have a trio of, of good players, and Abby Chopper. Yeah. And we mentioned Savannah Hale already, and then mm-hmm. Catherine Kirby is a solid player as well. And then Hannah Larue down in the post, and I mean uh, Emily Littles can hit and, those baseline J's. And it just seems like it, it, it's always balanced. You know, uh, Craig Lincoln calls in and says it, it was a great great team effort, and he means it. You mm. know, sometimes coaches say that, and you know, it's it, platitude. You know, yeah. it is one kid has you know forty points or something, everybody else has mm-hmm. two. But like you know, it's pretty balanced. You know, for the most part, and and kids are contributing in all different ways. And it's really not to say a lot of role players, but it kind of is, you know, um, like, you know, Chopper's probably going to lead them in points I would guess mo- so, yeah. most of the time between uh, her and I think um, Hale, Savannah Hale. Hale. You know, one of the one or the other usually is up there in double digits and points and everybody else is maybe in the, the eight to ten to mm-hmm. point range. But everybody is just kind of filling their role. You know, this one played well on defense. This one did this. And, uh, you know, it really seems like it's kind of that complete team, um, you know, and they're they're I, I want to say they've won four in a row, I think, at this point. Might be, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I know I took his call the other day, um, but, I, but you know, they're, they're playing well, and, you know, they're going to be having league play come up soon, so, yeah, really you know, we'll see if they can... Play. They can make a uh, nice little run um, at the the league championship, the Mayflower. Yeah. So. I mean, at that level, of the Mayflower. If you have three girls who can really handle the ball, that's yeah. half the battle right there. You know, presses aren't going to be that effective against them because they have you know three legitimate ball handlers and yeah. three girls who are just you know aggressive, you know, confident dribbling yeah. the ball in pre- uh, against pressure. So, um, so those are our two one loss teams, Stang and Old Colony. Then Old Rochester sitting there at nine and two with only one conference loss. Yes. Uh, obviously and I actually saw that conference loss. It was to uh, Aponiquit. Yeah, to Aponiquit. Who was sitting at seven and two. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you know, that was the game Bob Hone was going for his 600th career win in that game, and uh, it was his first attempt at it. And Aponiquit, uh, Trevor, uh, coach Trevor Gagner, Gagner said, 
<laughs> it's not going to happen on our watch. You know, he said, uh, you know, we have a great rivalry with them and we're going to do everything we can to, to make sure that he gets that milestone win next game or the <laughs> game somebody after else, that. Yeah. You know, and really, um, you know, Poniquit, their, their defense. I mean, you know, that's why they're up there in the standings with, you know, with O Rochester and with Dighton Rehoboth, um, you know, in the SEC is that, you know, their defense is just, you know, holding teams, you know, mm-hmm. to low numbers. And like, I want to say in that game, O Rochester only scored, I want to say it was either two or four points in that first quarter. <clears throat> and not much in the half. I mean, I want, it might have been. T- I saw him you know. uh, with a strong defensive <laughs> performance against Stang. They ended up losing that game, but it was yeah. a close game with about three minutes to go. Yeah, you know, in and, the low 30s still at that point. Yeah, and uh, and Aponiquit, you know, they have you know some some you know top players like you know Sophie Goucher and um, you know, but it's not just a one person show. You know, um, you know, like we were just saying earlier, Ducharme, uh, she's a freshman. Kylie, she's really strong, and she's. You know, has may been, or may not be related to the UMass Dartmouth uh, yeah, women's basketball coach. We don't know. Coach. We don't know. We're he didn't sure. know. So <laughs> fourth cousin. And he was maybe at the something. game too, wasn't he? Yeah, I was. Well, I was I've covered the game at Bishop Stang, and I, I, I see Josh Ducharme, a great women's basketball coach at UMass Dartmouth. Let him yeah. on that great run last year to the Elite Eight. Uh, great guy, kind of young guy. So I'm trying to be like, oh, would it be a sister? Would it be yeah. a cousin? Like I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not a daughter for him. So I go up to him after the game, and I'm like, oh, how, how are you related to Kylie? And he's like, I don't know. I got to start asking my family to see if I am. <laughs> so he was probably just there uh, scouting somebody, you know, because there's yeah, a couple upperclassmen in that game, uh, like Riley Carew, who, yeah. you know, I don't know who he's looking at exactly, but yeah. Yeah, no, but sh- uh, for sure, I mean, you know, and at Poniquit, I mean, not to say that it's similar to the boys' team, but it kind of is, you know, they have, you know, somebody who, who, you know, like Sophie, I mean, she's their go-to player, you yeah. know, like if they're going to need points, they're probably going to go to her, but they have, you know, Leah Seablom, who, who's come up big for them this year, um, Tori uh, Shields, who I feel like, you know, every time they call in, she's, she's um, contributing and you know they just have a lot of role players and i think that's why they've been successful is that that they've they've these kids that have bought into you know we're going to play tough defense you know we're going to you know we're going to try and play you know solid basketball and not force anything Mm -hmm. you know i remember in that the game against old rochester they didn't force anything and and you know they waited for a good shot you know made the extra pass and just um you know really played within themselves um i know it got a little bit closer than trevor gagney had wanted maybe in that fourth quarter but um you know, with, with old Rochester cutting the lead back down, but you know, they ended up holding on and, and, you know, down the stretch and, and, you know, played smart ball and showed some of that leadership and composure. Um, but you know, old Rochester came right back the next game against Fairhaven and, uh, you know, got, got Got that 600. Congratulations, Bob. Yeah. 600 wins. I mean, we were, we were looking it up and, uh, only skip Karam, uh, you know, locally in this, Mm -hmm. you know, this area has, uh, has reached that milestone. The ninth guy in the history of Massachusetts high school basketball. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Big, uh, it may be decades. So you see it happen again. Yes. And it may not ever happen again. Quite possible. (laughs) You know, there's we probably saying, a little less of that uh, longevity these yes. days. You know, fewer yeah. coaches who stay somewhere. I mean, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that from parents to schools to just kind of, you know, yeah. how things but work these 40, days. 40 years, you know, to uh, get 600 wins, that's 15 wins a year. Every average. season. Yeah. Oh, just 40 about, years. He said they ha- he's had three losing records. In 40 years, wow. which is really And it's really good to see him back up because the last couple yeah. of years, you know, they, they weren't terrible, but, the, you know, they weren't where they had been. Yes. and uh, I, So it's nice to see them I mean, uh, really And to just again. look, you know, at their roster, there's one senior um, on this year's roster, um, that's Kat Tracy. So, I mean, the future looks bright. You know, we have freshmen, sophomore, freshmen, so- sophomore, freshmen, 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 junior, sophomore, <laughs> sophomore, senior, sophomore. So it's like... 
you know, a lot to build on. Uh, I know we talked a earlier. dynasty going on here. Yeah, uh, you know. As, poison. You know, as many uh, kids that they have coming up. And I think also from what Bob Holmes said the other day, I know they don't have a JV or freshman program, but he said there's about 25, 26 eighth graders that are going to be coming up that are wow. really, ta- you know, they're all talented and will put a big boost into the program. And hopefully they'll be able to get back that JV or, you know, or freshman program because, you know, they're it's having so much having success. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, so it's, you know, you're carrying all the kids gotta, on varsity. Probably a few of these freshman, sophomores aren't getting a lot of playing time for varsity. Yes, but they could Whereas be. if they were in JV, they'd be getting all kinds of playing time and, you know, kind of getting more used to that intermediate step between middle school basketball yes. and tra- travel ball and, and full varsity high school ball. Yeah. But a lot of the kids that, that, that they have, I mean, you know, these are kids that, that play multiple sports. I mean, we have Meg Hughes who, you know, uh, soccer, soccer you know, and track. I mean, track state champion you know or, or top level state uh track uh girl and then we also have mary butler um you know who's a three-sport athlete as mm-hmm. well um you she know she's a super teamer as a freshman teamer. for basketball yep uh and she's a she's a sophomore so they they have a lot of uh you know kids that that are athletes but then they have somebody who's like cassidy yeomans who is like that basketball player you know mm-hmm. that's you know star that's you know kind of somebody that people have been looking at maybe for three or four years saying she's going to be coming coming in and you know what year is she coming in and <laughs> let's follow her kind of thing um but they they have some role Bob players Hone had 2017 18 circled on yeah. his uh, calendar a few years ago yeah you know so they have a lot of talent and they um you know when they have kids come in and you know because he plays you know obviously more than five kids it, there's not really much of a fault you know like a, a drop, drop down off. you know it just seems like there's a lot of talent there and um and there's confidence among these young kids which you know doesn't always isn't always the case you know uh but uh yeah so they, they're doing well i think what one more win and they'll uh one more win they've qualified, qualified five for the and tournament. one in the league with only the one loss to Aponiquit. so yes. yeah so uh so then uh so we've talked about staying at six and one or is nine and two Aponiquit seven and two old calling 71 vokes five and three and then wareham's also five and three yeah um so i haven't seen them play i know gabby lafrancois shows up a lot yes in a lot of their box scores uh you have you seen them play no yet, i have or not no? No. yeah so so we're maybe listening a little, missing a little bit of knowledge here on Wareham, but, yeah, but uh, they're getting it done. Yeah, and um, and they've also had a, a lot of fundraising. I just got an email um, from Coach Brajoli uh, that they raised, I think it was over $12,000 wow. um, this past week uh, for another Wareham family that, that's in need. And, uh, I mean, it's great to see, you know, teams doing well on the court, but to, to be able to uh, help out the community, you know, to especially – you know, local families that are in need that have some kind of tragedy, you know, um, happen is just, it's just amazing. And I know that, that, you know, that goes beyond, you know, what you learn on the court. I mean, those are life lessons and, and it's really great to see them continue that tradition of, of, uh, community service in the area. Yeah. It seems like every year they have a really important fundraiser and they're able to raise a lot of money. So yeah, yeah, nothing new for the Vikings and uh, great job they're doing there. So another team over 500, a Westport's sitting at four and three. Um, they've kind of (laughs) seems like they've become a feeder system for Dartmouth in recent years. Uh, Uh, Lindsay Oliveira heading over there and then Laura Mendel last year. Um, so you think about, man, how good they could be if they had them but they're still pretty good with the players they have left and they're playing a lot of middle schoolers yes yes and they're still four and three and i wish i could come up with the name of that freshman who i know <laughs> is very good but we need a I'm roster just, i know yeah so i haven't seen i haven't gone out and seen uh 
uh, seen Mike Pond's team play yet, but uh, you know, it sounds like he's pretty happy. Um, Layla Silver is obviously very athletic, uh, long arm, gets a lot of steals, and uh, has a lot of extra responsibility now because she was kind of playing off the ball with yeah. Mandel last year. So I think she's uh, she was that was secondary little, player. Yeah, and now she's kind of the the go to main ball handler. So yeah, yeah. But she, but she I, I remember seeing her last year, and I mean, she's athletic, and she just she kind of not to say has a nose for the basketball, but kind of just seems like she's always making a play, you know, like she's always, you know, in the middle of something and coming out, you know, either with, you know, a steal or, you know, go, you know, going down the court and getting a layup or just, she's just wherever the action is, that's where she is, she is you know? Right. Um, so, but yeah, uh, you know, hopefully one of us will get to see them soon. Uh, yes. you know, next up, I have a team that I'll actually get to see tonight. New Bedford, uh, yes. sitting at five and five. You know, it's been uh, kind of a, a slow climb here for Jordan Pina's team over the last two or three years, uh, getting back to kind of respectability there. And uh, they've, they're kind of getting there now. They got, uh, obviously, Janice Layout yes. down in the post is uh, quite the talent. Oh, definitely. And uh, it was funny, last night when I was going to the Dartmouth New Bedford boys game, uh, Mike Valeri and I were walking in and some you know, girls were in front of us. And then we all of a sudden looked and looked up. And it was Janice was with them. And literally it, looked and up. <laughs> literally looked up, and and we said, "Oh, that that must be the basketball, the girls' basketball team," because we recognize Janice, and uh, you know, I mean, she's she's tall. Uh, you know, I mean, she's just you know, <laughs> understatement of the podcast. Yeah, right? and uh, you know, and and the thing and is, she's getting more aggressive. It's, yes, you know, that was kind of the thing when she first came up. She was a little meek. You know, yeah. she didn't invite contact as much, and it sounds like I've I'll see him play for the first time tonight. But from what I've heard from Jordan, she's uh, really you know kind yeah. of embrace that contact and, more and that physicality. And the thing is. is is when you have that height it's uh it takes a little while for your body you know for you to kind of grow into your body mm -hmm. you know and and now that she's a little bit older i think she's probably grown into her body and and uh and has that confidence and just kind of everything you know you know a lot of times people when they're when they're taller might be clumsy you know mm -hmm. especially you know when they have a big growth spurt but you start Still to getting that coordination yeah back. the coordination and 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 i mean if if the volleyball season is any indication i mean she has got she's, that coordination yeah, she's, back she's put uh, that all together and then you know, any big post good post player needs a good guard yes and they have sharon rose oh in that yes role. yeah she's uh and i think it added a little bit you know to their their relationship you know on the basketball court by them both playing volleyball, volleyball you know because sharon played uh this past year for the first time and and uh you know that that chemistry of playing you know another sport out of season i think you know builds you know with that confidence that that they've shown each other um you know and that trust on the court um but uh yeah no i mean they kind of have it all going and uh the defense has been playing better because i know you know in previous years some games they give up a lot of points yeah. and uh you know they uh it seems like they're finally starting to find you know what what the team does well and um you know they've even had a, you know a couple close games you yeah. know i think talking to jordan one of the keys they have a couple girl or a few girls now who who play year-round yeah for a few years there they got into uh, kind of a, a, a time period where they just had some girls who came out during basketball season mm -hmm. had some fun during basketball season but it wasn't their primary sport now they have some girls who really want yeah. to play and love basketball so yeah and i mean new bedford ba girls basketball you know like the guys i mean it has has that reputation you know it had, it had it for years and years of that's the place to be i know you know growing up when i'd come visit in the summers you know i always wanted to go play basketball at the um the new bedford high camp because mm -hmm. that's where all the best kids went to camp in the yeah. summer was you know you spent the week at new bedford high and you know you saw all the talent and um you know and you were playing with them and learning from them and um you know i think it's maybe starting to get back to that point mm -hmm. where you know kids are wanting to to to, to dedicate more time to the sport it's great. Basketball's coming back alive in the city of New Bedford. It's great to see. Um, so the team they're playing tonight, actually, is Dartmouth. They're sitting at 3-4. and four. 
Um, I this will be the first time I see him tonight. Yep. Um, obviously, the, the, you know the names that come to mind when you think of them are Lindsay Oliveira and Laura Mendel. Yes. Um, but you know, I, I'm sure that you know it, it's nice to see that uh, we were a little. It was interesting because we named Mendel the Player of the Year last year. She was an eighth grader playing at Westport, so you're always a little bit like hmm, the competition level isn't as high yes. as some what the other girls are playing against. I wonder what she'll do when she gets against good competition, and she's still been excelling. Yes. So, you know, yes. She hasn't taken a big step back. She's averaging I don't know 16, 17 a game probably. Probably. And, yep. uh, you know, the getting to that next division two level has not been too much for her. No, no. And, and I, I didn't think it would be. Um, I thought the biggest challenge would be, you know, coming to a new team, you know, new teammates, mm-hmm. kind of a new, you know, like there's a lot of big differences Fitting in that. In so, yeah. You know, kind changes, of, yeah, yeah. How to fit, fit in that, that plus, I mean, piece. you're a freshman going to high school. I mean, we forget yes. sometimes that these are still kids, you know, 13 yeah. year old kids who are adjusting to a new school and where do I sit at lunchtime? And, yeah. And I want to make friends. You know, yeah, and exactly. That kind of thing. Oh, but, you know, maybe having Lindsay there, you know, yeah, went one year ahead of her helped a little bit. So, uh, yeah. So that's uh Dartmouth. They're three and four. And then, uh, Fairhaven, uh, fortunately for them, they're, they're two and six, but they had a big preseason injury. Yes. They really kind of probably took a little bit of the wind out of their sails. Uh, when Abby pickup oh. uh, uh, was it blew out her knee? I think it was right. Or I, th- I think it was her knee. I'm not knee, not 100 yeah. sure. But, uh, yeah, anyway, she had an injury, and uh, you know, I, I think she's out for the season. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah she, she, she is. Back, so. And uh, I mean, when I went to the game against Old Rochester, uh, and I asked Jeff Perry, you know, I always try to ask the coaches any injuries, anything, you know, anybody back from injury out, and he said, well, we only have the one injury, but. It was, a, it was a significant injury and it was the, you know, it's for the whole season. So, uh, you know, but, um, you know, Layla Pepin, I mean, she, she really, um, you know, made some big plays against old Rochester in that game. And, and, um, you know, they have some other kids like, uh, Brianna Demant. She, she came up big, uh, Brenna, uh, Beacott. She also had some big plays. Um, so they, they have some kids that just, it just seems like they don't have, um, you know, they don't have the star, you know, they don't have, and not to say every team needs to have a star, but you know, when you're facing teams like old Rochester, you know, what are they? Nine there are going to be times you want to be able to give the ball to somebody yeah. and have them make a play. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, um, you know, and, and, you know, they, they have, uh, they have a few seniors. They only have three seniors on the roster. So they have a lot of juniors. So, you know, maybe that experience that some of these juniors are getting this year, you know, if, um, pick up, you know, is able mm-hmm. to come back next year. I mean that, you know, not say, that one season, but you know, that would be able to be, you know, maybe they, maybe they could make a run at the title or, you yeah. know, um, but I mean, the thing about Fairhaven is, uh, I forget how, exactly how much they, they, they lost by, it was a uh, double digits to old Rochester, but they were so scrappy. They didn't make it easy on old Rochester at all. Like, Good you know what I mean? Like they're the, playing hard for the coach. Yeah. You know, they were playing really, really hard. And, um, you know, there was just times where it was kind of like, they just, you know, they might steal the ball and go down the court and then miss, you know, a layup, you know, not say horribly, but, you know, miss, miss a layup. But then they were back on defense and then they, you know, have a block or do something else. And it was just, you know, they, they were playing really, really hard, um, which was nice to see. And, and that'll that'll pay dividends. I mean, you know, they'll they'll learn and they'll get better. And, you know, uh, you know, they have a lot of kids back for the future. So. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, let's. Uh, we, we we love talking basketball here. So we've gone already longer than we thought the whole podcast would be. But let's talk a little bit about some of the other sports. So uh, we have similar success across the hockey world that we have in basketball. Um, so we have six boys teams in our area and two girls teams. And out, so out of those eight teams, seven of them are currently 500 or better. Wow, that's amazing. Um, with the only one that's not is Wareham Carver, boys hockey. Um, but Stang is eight and three. They were ranked eighth in the last mm-hmm. hockey night in Boston. Yep. 
uh, poll uh, rankings. I don't know if it's a poll, yeah. but the rankings at least they were ranked eighth. Um, so, you know, so they're a team that probably can make some waves uh, in the tournament. For sure. Uh, they only graduated one senior off of last year's team. They have two really solid lines at the top. Yeah. Um, and then they got uh, they go Brian about Lester. six. Or, yeah, yeah, Brian Lester and goal, and they go about uh, two or three pairings deep on the defensive end. So they got depth, uh, and you know they now have a lot of seniors. So this is kind of the yeah. year for them to make a run. <laughs> Um, and the, but their their scoring is nice and spread out. Uh, you have a few different guys who can put mm-hmm. the ball in in the. Uh, I want to say put put the ball in the net, put the puck in the net. Yes, we've moved <laughs> over to hockey now. Um, so they're definitely probably the top uh, hockey team in our area yes, right for now. Sure, yeah. Um, but then you know not to overlook. Obviously, Old Rochester Fairhaven lost a lot of talent last year. Uh, they lost three of the top five scorers. I think it was in the whole state. Yes, including the top two scorers in the whole state. Uh, obviously made their amazing run to the state championship game, and they're back. They're still five, three, and one. Yeah. Um. You know they still have some talent. Uh, both the Labani brothers uh, are very good. Uh, they got Owen Powers. You know, so they got some solid good players back. Uh, maybe not going to make a state championship run this year, but again, they should be a tournament team. You know, maybe get a, a yeah. round or two into the playoffs. And uh, you know, they're certainly always a well coached, you know, disciplined team. So. And then uh, with them is actually a Poniquit yeah. slash Bishop Connolly slash Old Colony. Um, and they're sitting at 5-3-1. Wow, I didn't um, know their record was yeah, that good. Wow. Um, I don't know too much about them. Uh, they don't always call in their scores the best. So we maybe don't know quite as much about them as uh, all the other teams. But, yeah. uh, you know, they're certainly their, their record looks good uh, at 5-3-1. and one. <laughs> And then uh, Dartmouth at 5-4-1. and one. They yep. play a, a tough schedule. Um, you know, so they're above 500. Then Vogue Tech's also sitting at five and four. Yeah. Um, so I was able to see uh, Dartmouth staying in Old Rochester Fairhaven at the uh, now Dartmouth Christmas tournament. Yes. Uh, for years it was the New Bedford Holiday Tournament, I believe it was, or maybe it was the New Bedford Christmas Tournament. And now it's the Dartmouth Holiday Tournament. But either way, it's uh, New Bedford was ran it for years, and obviously they don't have a program uh, at least for this season. And so Dartmouth kind of took it over, and they kept the Dartmouth Stang going, and then they brought in Old Rochester Fairhaven and Taunton actually. Yeah. Um, which I think actually it's possible that Votech comes back in in future years. The story I heard was that was that Vogue kind of assumed it wouldn't be happening this year, so they oh, scheduled okay. out so games anyway. Yep. And then when Dartmouth was like, "Hey, let's get this going," Votech was like, "Oh, sorry, yeah, we're already scheduled for another game." So then they went out and found Taunton. <laughs> Um, but that would be fun if it was like Dartmouth, Stang, uh, Voke, and then you add in, you know, either Old Rochester, Fairhaven, or, or someone like a Ponquit, or you know, another one of the local local teams. Uh, and then, as we mentioned earlier, Wareham Carver is in at two and seven. And then on the girls' side, uh, BMW ORR seven three and one. Wow. So uh, you know, and they always seem to have uh, at least a good number of Old Rochester girls. Yes. Usually, cut maybe one or two Wareham girls. It's always interesting with where <laughs> Wareham because there are girls that play on the Wareham Carver team. <laughs> But they can't be the Wareham girls. They have to be the Carver girls because the Wareham yeah, girls, girls play on the BMW or yeah. our team. Um, so they're seven, three, and one. Uh, you know, obviously having a great season. They won. Uh, I, I forget the name of the. It's a tournament named after Jan something. The uh, they beat Martha's Vineyard in the championship game. Uh, so they are uh, they're playing well right now. And then Stang sitting at five hundred, four, four, yeah. and one. Which uh, you know that's kind of been uh, you know something they've been working towards the last couple of years is getting to be five hundred. They now have the New Bedford girls are playing with the Stang team. Uh, so that was a nice boost there. They got uh, several good players, uh, including Claire Blanchard and uh, from. Uh, New Bedford, so that uh, probably give them a little bit of a boost too. Yeah, for sure. And like we said earlier, they're going to be facing each other this Saturday night um, at BMWR. So, so that'll be at Gallo. Yeah, 
Agala. So go check it out. <laughs> are the two uh, Southeast Massachusetts Girls Hockey League uh, <laughs> opponents there. So, And then uh, I'll let Lori kind of take a little bit of the reins here. We want to get into some swimming and track here. We don't want to forget about those kids. Well, they, they work very I can, hard. Uh, I can keep talking because I'm over here coughing. Hopefully I don't cough too much. I have a little bit of a cold. But, um, yeah, I uh, got back from the new year and uh, went and saw New Bedford um, – Better for a Poniquit, uh, boys and girls swimming, uh, the meet, I think it was like the third or the fifth of, uh, of January. And, uh, definitely, you know, um, numbers are down for, mm. for, you know, uh, Poniquit boys. I mean, I, I want to say that day they had eight swimmers that, uh, that actually, and how many of them competed. are jokes? Uh, I what is it? Two three, or three? Two or three I think, yeah. I think two, a couple, uh, two or three are Joe. We say we say Joe like because part, Mike, Mike, Mike Joe works, works here. Yeah, works here at the at the Sarah Times. So uh, the Partridge family of a Poniquet swimming. Over yes, there. Uh, but they don't have a lot of kids. But the kids that they have are standouts, are mm-hmm. star stars. You know, um, and they're winning a lot of races. You know, they ended up uh, doing really well. And New, Be- New Bedford won that meet on um, the boys' side because of their depth, mm-hmm. but. But upon in swimming, that happens the, a yeah, lot. If you get yeah. a lot of seconds and thirds, you'll beat a team that got a lot yeah, of firsts. Yeah, you know they, uh, you know the Zach Davenport. You know he had a big, uh, big meet. He uh, won the five hundred. I'm not, sure, I can't remember what other event he competed in. But you know, like he was the only Poniquit kid swimming the five hundred. You know, usually you'll have a couple kids swimming swimming in an event, and he would be the only one. Um, they have a lot I have of a lot of respect for the kids that swim the five hundred. Yes, that's, that's a lot a of lot. time to be swimming. Yes, yes, uh, <laughs> five to seven minutes or so of swimming is a lot. Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, more closer to the five yes, five exactly. minute mark. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, so so numbers are down, but you know the athletes are uh, kind of you know not to say the top athletes, but you know these are kids that are swimmers. These are kids that you know are going to go to to sectionals and 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 hopefully states and and be able to kind of represent uh, Poniquet, maybe be able to drum up some interest. Uh, I know ha- not having the pool last year for most of last season really kind of hurt, um, you know, for for uh, you know the kids at Poniquet because they were ha- they were having to go to Durfee to be able was to renovation of their pool. Yeah, or? it was renovation. And, uh, you know, and, and having to go to Durfee at, you know, crazy hours, mm-hmm. you know, really didn't didn't help. Um, but on the girls they side, they probably the, felt like hockey players. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Um, but the girls, uh, their numbers are decent. Uh, they did graduate a couple of girls from last year um, and they've got a couple of kids that have kind of switched over from other sports. And, uh, you know, they're kind of solid all around. I wouldn't say there's like, you know, a girl that's going to go to states and, and mm-hmm. win a state champion. Um, but there'll be there's some kids that have already qualified for sectionals, um, you know, and and. I think they've, they've done pretty well this year. I can't remember exactly what their record was when I saw them there. I know it was over 500. Uh, they might have had one loss, um, you know, but they've had a couple of meets since then. Um, and then New Bedford, um, you know, New Bedford girls, uh, you know, uh, Anna Curry. Yeah, um, she's she's somebody to really kind of watch for. Um, you know, she just she's been involved with swimming since she was, you know, around it since she was basically born, um, you know, and she's kind of coming to her own. She's still really young. Um, but she's very versatile. Uh, I think she wanted to qualify in sectionals in every event uh, <laughs> this year. That's more what power to her. She's, uh, she's probably more than halfway there. Yeah, I, I yeah. Know taking several uh, qualifications. Yeah, time, so, so. Uh, you know, and but it just shows you that you can't just have the one swimmer, you know, because mm-hmm. they, you know, their their record on the girl side isn't as good um, as probably they'd hope it, hoped it would be. Um, but uh, you know, she's she's definitely one to watch out for. And the New Bedford boys are a little bit not to say they're down this year, but they have a lot of young kids. You know, kids that are just learning strokes. You know, like. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of them are eighth graders, some of them are freshmen. More that teaching level. Yeah, teaching level. Um, you know, and even like some of the divers, like they have three divers, um, and you know, the divers are all learning. Mm-hmm. So it's kinda like, All right, did I 
are you supposed to be doing that dive? Are you supposed to be doing this dive? You know, like well, that'll and, be interesting if they keep them together for a little while because it seems like the last couple of years New Bedford has had like a senior diver who came in and yeah. just dove as a senior and was really good. Last year was uh, Jose Guerrero. Yep, and, and Andrew Raposa. It was Andrew Raposa who broke all kinds of records. So yeah. they can get a little continuity there. That'll be nice. Yeah. So uh, so you know they have some they have some young talent. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of getting some of these kids who are just learning how to swim kind of up to that level where you know that they can they can compete. You know, mm-hmm. and I mean they beat a Poniquet with that depth and and uh, talking to uh, Coach Curry afterwards, he said at the beginning of the season, we wouldn't have had a shot of either e- even being in this meet, never mind beating a Poniquet, but some of those kids are getting better and they're actually able to be in races and complete those races and get those points, you know, mm-hmm. the second po- second place, third place, you know, fourth place kind of thing. Um, so, uh, you know, those are the two teams that I've seen. I mean, Justin I know... Stang's probably still our best uh, yes. local swimmer. Uh, yeah, Stang in uh, Old Rochester. Old I Rochester, mean, okay. uh, Mark uh, Bourgeois, who, uh, you know, was our swimmer of the year last year, um, he just, I mean... I don't think he's really uh, fallen off at all. If anything, he's gotten better. Uh, you know, he finished, what was it, top three in the state in uh, two events, um, you know, as a freshman. And uh, he's, you know, having a great year so far. I'm not sure how many events he's qualified already in uh, foreign sectionals in states, but I'm sure it's, you know, a, at least a couple or if not a handful. And uh, they're 6-1, and one, the ORR boys, which is a huge turnaround from last year. I can't remember exactly what their record was, but they only had a couple wins. Um, but they've kind of... You know, they had a few kids, you know, where they start off the program, you know, kids that are really interested in swimming and they didn't have the big numbers. And now they're starting to get more kids in. So it's not just, you know, eight or 10 kids, you know, they have, they have a lot more and that really helps, you know, when you're, when you have the team scores, you know, yeah. you have to have kind of that, that depth. Um, so they're doing well. I know the girls are, are having some success as well at old Rochester. Um, but Bishop Stang, you know, they're kind of our, you know, not to say they set the bar high, but they really do. Yes. Um, for years, year. I mean, they've had, you know, Dave, Dave Pont's back coaching. Yeah. Dave Pont is year, back. Yeah. Andrew uh, hiatus, St- I guess. Yeah. yeah. Andrew St. Pierre uh, took over last year. Did a great job. Yeah. He did it. It did an awesome job but you know his uh his job uh you know his, his day job i guess you can say um required him to uh to kind of step away from the head coaching job and dave pont said sure i like swimming <laughs> <laughs> i've only been doing this for how many years yeah. i'll come back <laughs> i know uh, a couple things about the pool yeah I, I think i could handle this um you know and they're do- they're doing well um you know i know uh, uh jeanette king has been having mm-hmm. a, a big season so far on, on the girls side and uh you know the boys they have a, they're kind she's of she's committed to, to swim division one yeah, so, yeah yeah she's got a good future ahead of her yeah, and uh, on the boys' side, you know, there's a the bunch of different guys that have kind of really, you know, stepped up, and it hasn't just been like one, you know, star kid, mm-hmm. but they they've had uh, kind of, you know, uh, different ones that can kind of fill in, and they they've had some pretty good relays as well on the on the boys' side this year. But uh, you know, that's kind of the swimming. Uh, you know, I think we're going to be wrapping up in the next couple weeks. You know, yeah, for swimming. swimming swimming season goes quick. Yeah, it really does. And then uh, you know, then we'll dive right into the uh, the tournament. You know, yeah, the, the, the big the big meets. We we spent 48 minutes to get to that pun there. Yes, that was. <laughs> awesome now uh, we do want to look a little bit at the track kids too uh you know maybe not at, at the team level but who are some of the individuals that you see you know really being able to uh, uh, go far this year i mean harry smith yeah <laughs> <laughs> why don't we why don't we just start there i mean this kid uh won the autogram um was it back in december uh at voke and he took off his uh tuxedo and crossed <laughs> over from the uh the auditorium to the uh you know the field house and i think he won two or three events you know a half an hour later at the field house, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, he does the hurdles, he does the, the sprints. Um, not sure exactly what field events he's doing this, this, uh, this winter, but I mean, you know, he's a stud, you mm, know, and he absolutely. just, you know, he's just such a great athlete and, um, you know, whatever he does, he does so well. Um, you know, and old Rochester's had some success. I know, I think they, I think they have one loss this, this year, the boys and the girls as well, which, 
kind of shocked the world, I think, a little bit. Um, you know, Fairhaven beat them uh, earlier this season, and that was their first loss in like five or six years wow. as far as SECs. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and first league loss. And, yeah, and yeah. actually, I said Fairhaven beat them. It was a Poniquit that beat them. Um, looking right down at a Fairhaven <laughs> basketball roster here, but it was a Poniquit that uh, beat them earlier. And we haven't actually found out last night's results for Poniquit, but um, depending on how they did at their uh, the meet last night, some thing with track, it's really tough because. The meets don't start till like six thirty mm-hmm. at night. And they and with go our, forever. Yeah, and they they go for about three hours or three and a half hours. And our deadlines are so early that a lot of times we don't get the call ins um, that that same night, and we don't find out the results. But you know, if if Aponica won, they probably they might have clinched SEC the uh, the SEC champs, which I might be the first in his school history. I don't know. Uh-huh. Well, you know, stay tuned because um, <laughs> that was uh, pretty amazing, and they have you know a lot of great athletes. Um, at a Poniquit, and you could kind of see it building up. You know, mm-hmm. they had had some success a few years ago with some young kids and, and you know, kids that, that, you know, would do well, you know, individually at the state level, and they just kind of, you know, kept with it and, uh, you know, really got to that point. But, um, you know, old Rochester, uh, you know, once again, I'm sure will be, you know, make some deep runs on the girls' mm-hmm. side with uh, with some of the athletes that they have. Madison Martin. And yeah, uh, Madison Martin um, and some of the, the, the kind of distance events. And, you know, it just seems like they kind of reload every year. Yeah. You know, there's not really a, a letdown. Um, but I think one of the big surprises, in addition to, to Poniquit girls, is uh, is both Dartmouth uh, boys and girls. Um, both teams ended up beating uh, Bridgewater Random this year. Um, you know, they also beat Barnstable as well, but they uh, beat Bridgewater Random, which is, you know, one of the top teams usually in the state every year uh, for the uh, OCL championship. Congrats to the Indians. Yep. And uh, the girls, it was the first ever since they joined the uh, old colony league. And the boys was like the first in, I don't know, I think like eight or 10 years or something like mm-hmm. that. And, uh, you know, they just, you know, they have a lot of really good athletes, you know, and, and they have that depth and, you know, they have kids that, that can uh, do multiple sport, uh, multiple events and kind of, you could just plug them in there. And, um, I know, uh, uh, you know, for the, especially on the boys side, uh, Brandon, uh, McNeil, um, he ended up setting the, the school record, um, this past, uh, weekend. I think it was in the, the long, it was long jump, I think, long right? Jump, yep. Yeah. The long jump. And, um, you know, it was something that he had hoped to go for by the end of the season. And here we are still kind of in the regular season yep. and, and he's already gotten it. And he thought it might've come, you know, one of the big championship meets where you're being pushed. You know, a lot of times kids don't get school records. You're going until, up against competition. Yeah. That can you compete know, with you. Yeah. So, um, but c- congratulations uh, to him as well. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, really Another great record breaker. Uh, DeJury Amato over yeah. at uh, Vogue Tech is yeah, having Sprinter. a heck of a year. Sprinter, 55 kid. Yeah. Uh, he just went over to Providence to a big New England meet and set the meet record. Wow. That's great. Um, so yeah, I was talking to Mark Thornhill and I think he thinks he could be a state champion. Wow. That's amazing. 55. And that's so a kid think, who yeah. just, it's only like, I think his second full year of track because yeah. he was basically a soccer kid, you know, yeah. that was fast that, that, that <laughs> Mark Thornhill saw and said, Hey, you need to come over to track, you know? Yeah. And another kid who did well at that meet to uh, Bradley Harunkowitz yep. out of Wareham, yep. the shot putter. Yeah. Um, he set a personal best uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He's, he's throwing th- about 55 feet. I think yeah. Yeah, he's th- feet. throwing well, yeah. well over 50 feet. And, uh, you know, it's kind of great to see him kind of progress to that level <laughs> where he's getting at this, you know, cause I know he was in the forties for a while and, you know, every year kind of adding, you know, three or four feet. And then, you know, this year definitely by far, you know, our best, you know, thrower in the area. Yes. Um, hands down. So yeah. And then uh, before we go out, a quick shout out to New Bedford Wrestling, our one wrestling program. Uh, yes, they've been doing well. They've had uh, several individual placers. Uh, they had Wilson Gomes, who uh, I forget which tournament it was, but he was the MVP. Yeah. Um, of the uh, Canton, maybe it was okay. tournament. Uh, so you know he's wrestling really well. A rare senior at 106 pounds. 
Well, Usually that's kind yeah. of a, you know, a freshman fills that 106, and then by the time they're a senior, they're wrestling in the 130s or something. Um, but for a 106 senior, um, I haven't covered a meet. I talked to one of our reporters who did, and he said he was very impressive, just very fast, quick on the map. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, New Bedford wrestling. Uh, they're kind of having a little bounce back year for them. So. No, good for them. Yeah, so that's uh, that's our almost hour-long look <laughs> at uh, South Coast Sports. So uh, probably in the future, once we get started doing these more regular, they'll be a little shorter. Yeah, Brendan but, won't uh, talk so much. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to hear me droning on. So as always, thanks for listening. You can listen to the podcast on Omni, on iTunes, on Google Play, and on uh, Stitcher. Uh, you can also read all of our stories here on in the Standard Times and on SouthCoastToday.com. And you can listen to the podcast. Uh, we embed it in a lot of our stories, too. So uh, keep listening. And as always, follow along on Twitter at SC underscore Varsity. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.